Welcome, friends, to the Life on Purpose podcast. I'm so excited to start my third season with you. This year, we are focusing on the word confidence, how to get more of it, and where we are currently seeking it. The goal is to bring you some incredible conversations that will provide you with newfound wisdom, guidance, and resources. And on this third season of Life on Purpose podcast, we want to keep you inspired and remind you that everything you are looking for is on the other side of fear. It is my privilege, as always, to be a part of your journey to living with courage, hope, and confidence this year. And the beginning we all know to living with confidence starts with recognizing what is keeping us stuck. And for a fun, quick way to get started, hop over to my website at amydebrick.com and take my quiz, Are You Stuck in Your Comfort Zone? You can also access other free resources while you're there or grab a copy of my book in Bolden. Enjoy. Well, this morning on the Life on Purpose podcast, I am so excited to talk to my new friend, my new Florida warm weathered friend, Latasha <laughs> Ferguson. Thank you so much, Latasha. I know we had a, a conversation last week, so it's so fun to be able to talk to you twice in the last few weeks. Yes. Thank you, Amy. I mean, we were just talking about how it's been such a blessing to connect through podcasting. And I think uh, speaking to you um, last week was like meeting a kindred spirit and someone like I knew before uh, the way we just hit off in conversation. So I appreciate the opportunity to talk to you again. Yeah. Well, I'm excited to dive into all the things. Um, You are a podcaster. We'll talk more about that. Speaker. Mm -hmm. Uh, wife and mom. So if you can, before we dive into all the good stuff here, um, let's talk about the best stuff, which is a little personal history on yourself and really what kind of led you here. So let's see, gosh, I don't know how far you want me to go back, Uh, but (laughs) as far as you want, as far as you want. So gosh, let's see a little bit about uh, me. My growing up was a military child and um, lived kind of all over the place. And my mother is grew up in a a mixed household. Um, My mother is Korean. My dad is African-American. So that's helped to shape me um, along with being a military child, moved back to the United States uh, when my dad retired. and so then lived in Florida from there. So that's where I still live. Um, my parents live about an hour and a half away from me. And that's where I graduated from high school. Um, but my journey, I was also a PK growing up, a preacher's kid. My dad was a pastor for several years. Um, and so shout out to all the PKs out there. I, I know what you're going through and where you've been. Um, but <laughs> uh, I don't think the, the PKs get enough credit out there. But um, so my journey really took a pivot in high school when um, I started to date a guy that my parents really forbid. And they were like, no, I was kind of going through that bad boy kind of syndrome season and um, dated this guy. Uh, We were dating for about a few years and my senior year of high school became pregnant. And that really rocked my world, my parents' world. It was unexpected. And really all the feelings and things, if you can think of a 17-year-old now, you know, about to have a baby and all my dreams and things that I had planned for myself, uh, goals and things were now going to be on the back burner because I had something else to think about. And so there started a shift in my journey 
a pivot that I did not expect. Um, and along came with it a lot of eye-opening, heartbreaking um, experiences that I went through that I did not think that I have to being a single mom, having to be on welfare, really trying to make ends meet, um, you know, coming out of that relationship, which, you know, left me feeling like a pile of ashes at the end of all of it. Um, and then having to, you know, parent two kids by myself while trying to work, go to college. And on top of that, what are young teenage going into their twenties trying to do find themselves? Cause yeah. we don't know who we are, even though we think we do, <laughs> uh, at that young of age, we know all the things we don't know anything. And so there I was trying to find myself and be a mom and all of those things. And so went through a lot of, um, things emotionally, went through a lot of things spiritually, did a lot of, um, you know, inward reflection on my relationship with God and where I was with that. And, you know, kind of running away from what I knew God had been calling me into ever since I was younger and really just releasing. I think what you and I had talked about last week, we chatted control of what I thought my life should have been, uh, what I wanted to make it be. And, um, really realizing where my control led me um, in my life and having to own that and um, really looking. I mean, it was a humbling, beyond humbling. That's the best word I can think of now. Um, experience to realize my choices had led me here. Right. My choices um, and not leaning into what God wanted for me and doing things my way. Uh, and so that was, that really just brought on that whole, you know, now overcome to become being, that's my podcast and kind of my mantra that I go by as far as seeing where I've come from and where I am now and how God truly can take all our broken pieces and our ashes and all of that and where we are stubbornness and really make something beautiful from it. And so you know, I've been married now 15 years to my husband who um, is just fantastic. I think he's the greatest guy on planet earth. Aww. A little biased about that. <laughs> uh, and I have four daughters now, um, you know, two, we were in a blended family and that's had its challenges too. My two older girls are grown and living on their own. Um, and we have a 13 and 17 year as 13. And she feels like she's 17, 13 and seven year old. <laughs> that uh, still are in the house. Um, and, you know, and there's a whole story there that I won't go into, but that's had its challenges to uh, blending a family, but really just seeing the hand of God on my life through all of this has been beyond amazing. Um, and now I see it as the things that I've come through were necessary for me to be who I am today. Um, and, you know, before I was really, really bitter, um, and so really that that's just, you know, long short where I've come from and where I am now and where God has brought me, which has again, been amazing. Yeah. Well, I love that. I, I love the, um, the acknowledgement piece. I mean, um, I think, well, there are so many things there to unpack. One is the humbleness, right? When, when mm -hmm. we are in that space and you do have to take ownership and responsibility um, and accountability. And even when you don't like it, especially when we don't like it, it is so humbling though. Yeah. And so important when we finally do, because I think that's when we, we can really begin to not only 
establish the close relationship with Christ that I think we all want, but also that's yeah. where we really catapult and change from that immature faith, as I call it, to a more mature one. And I think a lot yeah. of us at that age, you know, and it's, uh, it's so interesting to me because your situation completely different from mine, but at the same time, you know, it was a, a, a young adult where I was still living with mm. that immature faith. Everybody's, everybody's experience or, um, results end up differently how, when they're in that immature faith mode, but we all experience it until we have whatever that is, whatever that push is, whether it's a pregnancy, mm -hmm. whether it's a, a death, whether it, you know, it just, there's something that is going to change the trajectory either way. And you either jump yes. on board, afraid, bitter, whatever it is, mm -hmm. and, just, and just trust God um, or we don't and in it. And we see, we've seen, I'm sure you have seen, I have seen it as well. You know, the results of that is too, when, when people go the other way with that, which, you know, yes. need a little bit more time, you know, we're just, you just hope and that they, they finally come to terms with it, but, but it's hard. It's not an yes. overnight success story. Is it? It's just, no. it's a journey. No. It really is a painful sometimes and journey. And one that sometimes when you're in it, you can't even imagine 15 years later, right? It's no. just like you can barely imagine tomorrow. Yes. No, I totally agree. And when you were talking, it made me think of like, a, you know, an onion and when you're having to peel back all the layers. And I felt like for me, as I was going through um, the things that I was going through and some of the, you know, just hardships that I just thought, okay, Lord, this is, this is really hard. This is the, you know, hardest hard that I've experienced at that time in my life. And, you know, feeling like some things were unfair and just, you know, like you said, bitter and, you know, God, is this me being punished over and over? I don't understand why am I still going through all of these things? Now, looking back, I know it was like an, an onion and you peel each layer back and it was, you know, God literally saying, you know, now I can understand looking back that God was saying, hey, I'm peeling back all of those things, right? Pruning, as the scripture says, you know, pruning back all those things that have uh, allowed you to get to where you are right now, that stubbornness, that pride, you know, all those, you know, this is my way, the highway, all of those feelings about being super goal-driven and ambitious and all of that, and not wanting to lean into the will of God and thinking that I knew better. Um, and so it was just through those things that, you know, God used those things to really peel back the layers and say, you know, give me a choice. You know, like you said, Hey, are you going to lean into me and my will? Because I love you. Now I'm not trying to punish you. I don't enjoy, um, seeing you struggle and suffer in certain things, but because I love you, I'm still going to chase you. I'm still going to be after you. Um, I'm going to be right there when, you know, you feel like, Hey, I just want to throw in the town. I can't do this anymore. I'm right there. Even if the choices that you have made have led you to where you are. Cause sometimes we think, well, if it's something that happens to us, God is near us. But if it's something that I've made a choice to get me into this mess, um, then maybe God is judging me from afar or he doesn't want anything to do with me. And I had those feelings a lot of just, well, I got myself into this. Why would God want to help me out of it? Right? Like I need to try to find my way out of this. When in fact, God was saying, yeah, you, you made those choices. You did some things, but my hand is still outstretched. 
I still want you to come and allow me to, you know, create in you a clean heart, right? Give you a new heart, um, transform your mind, all of those things that God wants to do for us and with us um, as we partner with him. But it definitely is, like you said, a process. It's definitely a process. Did I see myself where I am right now? No, not totally. I, I had little by little as my faith grew um, and my roots grew stronger. I, I knew that God was going to do a work in me and that it would be better than I was. Uh, but I had been so hurt and, and in a relationship so long where I was so low that, that I really could only see to the tip of my nose. And so, you know, God really had to do a work in me so that my faith could be extended, um, that so that I could see that, you know, God, you're able to do all things. And even though I'm here right now without money, struggling, you know, trying to parent, not even knowing who I am, all of those things, um, I know this won't always be this way. Right. It's not going to always be that way. And so, you know, little by little, God showed me, no, it's not. Um, and that his grace is sufficient. And that he loves us enough that no matter how we got into that situation, he's right there to help us through it to the other side, which is going to be better. And he's going to use those pieces for our good. Right. Well, it's interesting, isn't it? Because when we do get ourselves in situations, that's the wording, right? That's mm -hmm. around it. You got yourself into this, you get yourself out of it. And yeah. it's, it's, it's deceiving really when, mm -hmm. you know, especially as a believer, because that's such an isolating feeling. It's such a lonely yes. feeling to think that, you know, well, God would help me with this, but this is something that was totally of my decision and control. And, and, you know, I was disobedient. And so now I have to figure it out by myself, but I do also love in saying that the beauty of the chasing down, I mean, if that isn't the most beautiful, just metaphor in general of him leaving, you know, the 99 and just chasing yes. down every time, all the time for all, I mean, you know, we're, we're never going to be perfect, but he's always willing to, to be on that mm -hmm. chase for us. And there's just something yes. to me that is one of the most beautiful things I could even imagine. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. And it really is for me, shifts my thinking and seeing how God is who he is. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I heard someone say, you know, how you pray to God reveals what you think about him and how you see him. And that really sat with me. And I thought, oh, wow. Um, you know, and it made me think, how do I see God? And do I see him as this judgmental deity um, that's ready to, you know, hammer me, ready to, you know, just put judgment on me and consequences um, and trying to catch me doing something wrong? Or do I see him like we are to our children, a loving parent, a yeah. father, a friend um, who is not going to say, I told you so, um, you got what you deserve, you know, all those things that the enemy tells us, right, that tries to, you know, trick us into believing that it's God saying those things. Um, but it's not, you know, right. uh, God is right there with his hand extended. And so, you know, I'm thankful that God chased me because I know I was doing some running. <laughs> I was running. <laughs> We're all runners at one point, Latasha, we're all yeah. runners and I'm not even athletic and I'm, and I'm not a yes. runner at all in the physical sense, but I was a runner then. Yes. 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 So thankfully he was faster than me uh, and, and he has outrun me uh, in several instances. So yeah, super thankful for that.
Yeah. Well, I want to talk about the wording because I love the podcast. First of all, let me back up. I love the tagline that you have. And I think that this just Mm -hmm. says volumes about who you are as a person and the reach that you really want to create in a community with women. And that is empowering them to overcome anything that dares to stand between them and who God created them to be. And I think that that is such an important message. You know, sometimes we get so confused and distracted and caught up with who God wants us to become. And so one of the things that I want to talk about is the wording, which is overcome to become. We kind of established a little bit, I think, just now in our conversation, why and the importance of the overcome, you know, um, just so we can, Mm -hmm. I think be open and willing to accept the grace that he gives us. And so if we're not, if we can't overcome some of these past hurts and pains and, and a lot of the ones that we're inflicting on ourselves, because we're believing all of those lies, Mm -hmm. then I don't think we're necessarily open to receiving all that he has for us. Would you agree with that? Oh, 100%, 100%. And I, I think like for me, for the longest, when I was going through certain things, there was this um, constant, you know, I guess you can call it tape on repeat, which maybe that dates me a little bit, but, um, you know, song on repeat in my head about, you know, uh, God, you know, doesn't love you. He doesn't care about what's going on with you, et cetera. Otherwise you would not be going through these things. You would not be going through these hardships. You know, where is your God now? Does he really care? He doesn't see you struggling. He doesn't see you hurting. And there may be somebody, you know, listening who's right in the middle of that turmoil in your head about like, well, if God really loved you, then your life would be a little bit easier. You know, why do you have to struggle like this? Why are you going through this hardship? Um, Whether it's something you created or something that happened to you. And so for me, it was really God, you know, over and over showing me that these things, though, no, he did not necessarily cause them or he doesn't want them to happen to us. He doesn't get joy out of that, but that he can use those things. And so for me, it was a whole mind shift and perspective change through lots of things, reading the word of God and then getting, you know, uh, wisdom, wise counsel, et cetera, to shift my mind to say, yeah, though I am going through these things, right. In order for me to be who God wants me to be, I've got to, and develop those strong faith roots so that when other things come, I'm not a tree that just topples over all the time, but I'm able to, as the word of God say, be a tree planted by the rivers of water, right? That when, no matter what season comes, whether it's drought, whether it's storms, it's whatever happens, I'm able to stand assured of who God has created me to be. And the only way we can come to that is going through those things that life either brings us or that maybe our choices bring us. And that knowing that God is helping us through all of that. And we are slowly but surely through that process becoming who God has created us to be. There is no way, Amy, that I would be where I am right now if I did not go through those things. Now, going through them, I could not say thank you for it at the time. Sure. I'm going to be honest, right, I mean, right? Maybe there might be people out there who were like, wow, when I was in my trial, I was throwing up my hands saying, thank you. <laughs> I wasn't there. Um, maybe one day I will be. Uh, but while I was really, you know, crying rivers, I felt at the time while I was going through things, I really had a difficult time when I couldn't really muster up the words of what to pray. 
of what to say because the grief was so much, the hurt was so much, um, just the just the pain was so much. Just knowing that God was with me through all of that and that he, you know, at times he carried me, walked me through some of it and that now I am stronger, I am wiser, I am better for those things. Um, you know, now I can say, thank you, Lord, that I had those experiences for a long time. I had tons of regrets and tons of, gosh, I wish I wouldn't have went through that. And if I hadn't gone through that, I would have been further along. Mm -hmm. I could have been here. I could have been there. I could have been doing this. I could have accomplish that, you know, all those things that, again, that narrative that plays in our head over and over and over that song, uh, broken record. But now I realize I'm right where I'm supposed to be. Right. And, you know, God has the ability to redeem the time. He can redeem the things that we've lost. Um, all those things are within his control. And now I appreciate the scars that I have and because I am able to speak to young women, uh, more seasoned, as we talked about women, uh, you know, and everything in between to say, no matter what you're going through, you know, God is able to be there with you, even right. though it is hard. Um, and that God, you know, beautiful will come from that. Um, beauty will come from your ashes. And so it is necessary for us to go through. It's I think Priscilla Shire said we're either in one of two places in our life. We're either just coming out of a season of going through or we're getting ready to go into one. Um, and for somebody listening to that, that might sound daunting, like, oh my goodness, when do I get a break? Uh, you know, right. I really have to go through something else. But I think also, let me know if you feel the same way, Amy, like our, our, our stamina changes and our, when our perspective changes, even though we made something that would have crushed us before, um, and maybe we couldn't even have functioned if we would have went through that several years ago. Now, yes, it may still hurt, but we're not crushed. Mm. Um, we're not broken down to just pieces anymore because God has helped us through that season where at one time it did break us. Um, and then that we know that God, God really is with us. And in the areas that we are weak, he is strong. And so before I used to that I wasn't, wouldn't be weak. I said, God, please pray away my weakness. You know, like, I don't, I don't want to be weak in certain <laughs> right. areas. Right. You know, I don't want to like that feeling of being weak. Um, but the word tells us when, when we, when we are weak, he is strong, right? Like that is, he wants to be strong through us. And I think trials and tests and going through things reveals our weakness. Mm. Um, and we don't like that. I know I don't like it. Um, <laughs> we don't like it. And if we can avoid that, then human nature, we want to avoid revealing our weakness and revealing spots that need to be uh, worked on. And instead it's like, well, I don't want to go through that, but you know, how do we really know? I saw my husband, how do we know we're patient unless we've been tried with impatience, right? How do we really know that we're loving unless we've been tried, you know, and, and something has come to us where we present it with situation with somebody who's kind of unlovable right? <laughs> we're, we're honest, right? Um, those fruit, the fruit of the spirit. And how do we really know we possess that if we have not been, you know, brought really through the fire to be tried, which is not fun. Um, but the ending is worth what the, you know, the pain and stuff that it was to go through all of that. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I think obviously I, uh, I think it, our brain is wired in a, in a way that wants to protect our pain. 
regardless mm-hmm. of where it came from. Um, and I love a couple of things that you had said. One is I, I think it's really important to, to say, and I, I love that you did say it, is that not everybody, and I, and honestly, for me personally, most people that I know when they have been in the thick of those trials and struggles have been reluctant or unable to just say, okay, God, you know, I, it's, you know, it's all good because you're whatever it's hard. It's yeah. hard. And, and there's no yes. shame in saying that you mm-hmm. weren't in a place at that time. I was not in a place at that time. I wasn't capable. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that that's part of the growth process. And I agree yeah. that you have to endure and you have to go through. So then when you are on the other side of it, you're able to have new perspective. And like you said, you know, things that would have completely shaken me before, not that I'm hardened by things now because of what I experienced, but I do have a different perspective now. And so because of that, I deal with things differently. And, you know, I'd like to think that I deal with them a lot better because I have more of a biblical perspective than Mm -hmm. the worldly one that I was living in day in and day out before. And so that immediately shifts a change in focus in your life. Um, And so, you know, and it's interesting, one of the other things you had mentioned about Um, you know, a lot of times when we're in those places, we want to be somewhere else. We don't want to be, you know, in that, um, you know, downtime or whatever it is where we're in that struggle. And, you know, uh, we, not that we wish somebody else was there, but we don't want it to be us. And so it was funny Mm -hmm. because I remember years ago, I was sitting in a sermon at our church. This was with our old, older pastor. He since retired. And the whole time he was talking, I was so focused on not really what I should have been focused on and thinking like, gosh, he was talking in this message and I thought it was really profound, but I kept thinking like, oh, you know, so-and-so would really gain from hearing this (laughs) message, which there's nothing wrong with that, right? If you hear something and you think it really would help somebody. Yes. But then I, I felt God quietly nudge on my shoulder and saying, but I sent you here today. And it's like, Oh, really? Mm -hmm. Boy, Mm -hmm. did I really need that little bit of a (laughs) humbling reminder at the time. And so I think sometimes it is good to know when we are in those places where we feel like we don't want to be, we are exactly where God calls us to be. And again, not that he's uh, setting us up for misery and and struggles, but he does allow it. And he allows it for a bigger purpose than we can even see and imagine at the time that we're going through it. And Mm -hmm. so, um, one of the things I just want to quickly touch on before we jump off here that I love is again, your wording for the podcast is overcome to become, but I think right now, you know, becoming to me is in who we're kind of just talking about is somebody who we want to be, who, who we want to grow into. But mm-hmm. I think that t- in today's world, <clears throat> there's a lot of distractions. There's a lot of voices, our own, you know, our own goals, our own dreams, also things that can interfere with becoming not necessarily who we want to become, but who God wants us to become. Yeah. And so what do you, would you say like, would be a good way to discern or, or just not have those things muddle up who really, you know, what's a great way to figure out who we want to become and how to get there. Oh my goodness. So 
I, funny thing, I've been journaling about this. And so I am a, there's a couple of things. There's always that question of who are we? Um, Because growing up, we're told sometimes who we are um, is shaped by our parents and by teachers and by society and all of these things, which some of it is positive um, and encouraging at church. If we grew up in church, we were told who we are. Um, and then sometimes some of it is not so positive or it's negative, or we feel that we need to fit into this mold of what somebody else says that we are or who we are. Uh, and so we have that constant struggle of who they say we should be, uh, who we think we want to be, and then who God really wants us to be. And so is there, it's that three-way kind of struggle back and forth. And I will say to those of, who are listening that feels like you should have figured it out already 100% by the time you were 25, that's not true. <laughs> so, so let me free you of that to begin with. I believe figuring out who you are and becoming is indeed a journey. And there is no time. First of all, there's no time limit on it as far as, well, I should know who I am by the time I'm 26 or 27 and have it all figured out. Um, And now I'm 50 and gosh, why am I feeling like I need to restart over? I don't know who I am. I believe that depending on the season that we're in, we are who we are then. And then sometimes when that season changes, God evolve, we evolve into another season or another layer uh, level of who God wants us to be, depending on what's going on in our life. Uh, Our experiences shape us and they mold us. Um, And then, you know, really getting to what you're asking about, about, you know, as far as how, for me, it was a battle for the longest of who I thought I wanted to be career-wise, how many children I thought I wanted to have, you know, just all the things that you have in your mind, goals you have set, which is nothing wrong with having goals, but I did not leave room and space for God to intervene in those. And so it was really just me a lot of the times writing my goals down. And, you know, I can even think career-wise up until probably about five or six years ago, I was in the same mindset of like, this is what I want to go after. Cause that's what the world teaches us, right? What do you want? What do you want? Um, What makes you feel good? What makes you happy? Right. And so then we take on those same feelings, even as believers and beliefs. And that's what we just go and power forward with that. When really the Bible talks about laying your life down, right? About being a servant, about dying to yourself, you know, and all of those things being a living sacrifice, all the stuff that's opposite from what we learn in the world and what the world is teaching us. Um, And so really, I think in order for us to become who God really wants us to be, it is important for us to really be, as my grandma would say a lot on our face and knees, a lot asking God, who am I? Who who, who did you create me to be? Um, and I would also say if somebody's thinking of a practical thing, I'm a lover of the Enneagram. I'm a lover of personality tests. I'm not saying it's the end all be all of course. Um, but there's things out there like the Enneagram that God has blessed people with wisdom and knowledge to help guide us and who he has created us to be and to find community um, that also encourages us to become who we're supposed to be. But I really think, you know, learning who God is also helps us with that, who God is, who he has created us to be, who does the Bible say that we are, um, and then allowing life and its experiences to work together to show you who you are. I think back now, and T.D. Jakes calls them breadcrumbs. 
along the way that were dropped, that God allowed to be dropped along the way. And if we stop long enough and be still and look back Mm -hmm. at what those breadcrumbs are, we can then see, ooh, maybe some of those dreams that we let die a long time ago were things that we were not supposed to let die that we need to pick back up because those are really our heart's passion. Right. That it's okay to start all over again. It's okay to be on a journey of getting to know who you are um, and who God created you to be. There is no end date to that. And that be okay with evolving and becoming. Um, You know, I thought a lot about that title. um, And, you know, it really is to me, uh, you know, if it sounded good, but it doesn't overcome, you know, to becoming is really what I would rather say than sound good. Uh, but we are always becoming, um, ever evolving, right. Until we go into eternity and really just embrace who God has made you to be right. And who he, what he has called you to and not get stuck on. It's not as glamorous as what somebody else is doing. It's not in the spotlight, etc. God has created you uniquely for what he has called you to do. And if we would tap into that and really let that soak into us and lean into that, then that would wipe away comparison. That would wipe away a lot of things that we struggle with, imposter syndrome, stuff that I still struggle with as far as, oh my goodness, I need to hurry up or somebody else is going to get my spot or take my space. All of those things we struggle with as women, it would help us in those areas. Um, and I, I mean, I could go on and on, but that, I mean, really just my main thing is, is leaning into God and asking that question and allowing God to show you through your life, who he has created you to be and be okay with being afraid because what God has probably called you into and who he's called you to become might be things that people told you in the past were too much or that you were too loud or that you were too aggressive or you're too direct. Those things that the enemy tried to shoot down in you might actually be what God wants to bring out of you. And so again, leaning in and looking back and saying, okay, God, what have I covered up? You've probably shown me who I am and give me the courage and and bravery to accept who that is. Yeah. I think that that's great. And I think it is so important. And I think one of the key things to takeaways from what you were saying, you know, I, and I, again, I, I'm somebody who it's important to set goals and, and direction just to kind mm-hmm. of have, you know, somewhere to, to move forward towards, but if you don't make that space or have God in the mix with your yeah. goals, I think that's when we can easily get off balance. And so, you know, or misdirected. And so I love that. And I think it's really important to just kind of, um, you know, Sarah, actually, if our friend, our mutual friend, Sarah, uh, would had said the other day in regards to, you know, um, you know, per our purpose and who we want to become and all of that. And sometimes, you know, to your point about evolving, the assignment just looks different depending on that the season that we're in. But it not, but the, but the biggest, but the big purpose and who we are doesn't change. It's just, sometimes Mm -hmm. the assignment looks different. So when you're talking about, you know, maybe now I need to pick this up. I wasn't called for that. I wasn't ready for that 20 years ago, but I'm ready Mm -hmm. now. And he knows it. go back and pick up that breadcrumb. But, you know, sometimes we have to go through those things to be able to utilize all that God has for us as well. And so I love how you worded that. I think that your message is uh, incredibly powerful 
And um, I love the work that you're doing in your community. So thank you so much, Latasha. I literally could talk to you all day long. We oh, were talking same. before we even recorded. Oh my gosh. Yes. Roll on for, <laughs> you know, two days straight. So I really appreciate Absolutely. all your wisdom and everything that you shared today. And I'm sure it's going to bless somebody who really needs to hear it. Oh, thank you, Amy. Likewise. I'm so glad that we've connected. And yes, I do hope that someone is, uh, you know, touched and blessed by what we've discussed today. Well, before we sign off completely, let the listeners know how they can connect with you personally, stay in touch and stay updated in all things you have coming up. Yeah. So my website is getting a refresh. So, uh, but you can still, by the time I think this airs, all of that will be done. So latashaferguson.com, you can find all the things, podcasts, you can connect with me there. I love hanging out at Instagram, Latasha M. Ferguson. So come hang out with me there. Uh, And so, yeah, I'd love to connect. Sounds great. Thank you again. Thank you. Well, that's it for us today, friends. If today's episode or any other episode has left you feeling encouraged and inspired, please consider rating, reviewing, or subscribing to Life on Purpose with Amy Debrick from your favorite listening platform. The mission, as always, of Life on Purpose is to meet you where you are, but not leave you there, and let you know that although fear is normal, courage gets the final say. See you next time. 